Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If it were just white men voting, he would be reelected, which is in itself uh, rather embarrassing as a white male. Brock and I think it's a right for people that bad at health care. But you're not calling Trump voters and getting into arguments, you know, trying to convince them to miraculously become less racist over the next four days. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. But I asked you. Before I left, did you want some wings? You said no. Because I don't want wings. I want one but of your wings. you got your food. I, and I want one of your wings because they look good. And I don't want a whole bunch. I just want one. Young man, young man, in the name of God, please listen to me. You are correct in the merits. You're correct in the argument. You're morally correct and grounded. By the rules of mathematics and physics, you are absolutely immaculately, 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 immaculately right. But this is a war you cannot win. We will talk about that guy right there. I have been there. I but let me tell you, the long and the short of it is, this is a TikTok. This guy, this young guy, young couple, he is. He got himself some food from some takeout from Hooters, and he got himself some wings. And his girlfriend, he got or wife, whoever she is, they're very young. Uh, he got her uh, some whatever she was having. She then now, even though she did not specify beforehand that she wanted wings, she now wants one of his wings. Now, this is an affront I am wholly familiar with. And I understand <laughs> she should have just gotten ordered wings and let him have his autonomous food and let him have his happiness. That's all he wanted. He thought about it. He, he, he read the specifics, the description of his order. He knew exactly what he wanted, the parameters of it. He knew the amounts he wanted. 
Everything was perfect. And then she <laughs> launches a torpedo right into it. She just wanted it, what? Just wants what? <laughs> how, how it is an affront to the Lord God Almighty that she couldn't just simply leave, <laughs> just leave the sanctity of his meal alone. But no, she didn't. Couples and share then, things with each other. And then, no, no, no. And then when when he said no, because he's standing his ground, because on <laughs> principle, she had every chance in the world to have wings raining in from heaven if she wanted to. This could have been wing Sunday for her. It would never end. She could have been neck deep in wings had she wanted to. All she had to do was let him know. But no. So now when he's denying her, <laughs> she didn't it's his be human deep. right to have his complete meal. Now she's trying to deny him his complete meal. I just want a wing. I just want one wing. I just want to now make your meal no longer whole. In my meal, have a surplus of meal. Because that's what I want to do. And I'm not doing it in a way that, that it all benefits you. It's all selfish. It, for me, for her, it's win, win, win. For her, he <laughs> loses. So he says, damn it, no. This ends here. He stands his ground. Like the, exactly what he should be doing. And then... She then says, oh, really? Okay. Well, if you're not going to give me that one, it, just one of your wings. And there were a lot of wings there. This dude is going to be, you know, <laughs> bursting. I mean, but, you know, fine. He better finish every single wing. Uh, I would suggest he doesn't leave one. <laughs> at the, um, if he, so, so, so she then goes on a hunger strike and refuses to even touch, as if it's kryptonite, to even touch the meal that he got for her. Because now this has escalated. This is now <laughs> beyond diplomacy. This is now war. So he is right. And I want to take this guy and put my arm around him and say, listen, <laughs> I know. I know. Believe me. I bear the scars of this. Still, I'm 47 right now, and I live with somebody. I am in love with, and I, I am married to a person who isn't a, a terrible offender this way well probably you know by now it she's not a terrible offender but there has been some offense but those days are over now anyway i mean that battle after you've now that you we have four kids so every part of the sanctity of your life is violated horribly on a daily basis on a daily basis so those days where i can you know i can stand up for the principle of my properly verbalized order and you know and do the right thing by trying to discipline and admonish my girlfriend for not communicating properly communicating properly and with enough um uh consideration for me those days are gone we now have four kids and my wife and i are long since dead so we're not people who really fight for now if we go to a restaurant we've got four we've got a restaurant now it is a guerrilla operation where we go in, the timer, tick, 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 it's going down. We hope to God that the food is slung out quick enough so that we can actually eat. And before anybody melts down, before somebody crawls under the table and out into the general population to harass everybody else, before all that other stuff happens, we're just hoping to God to be able to, it rarely does. Usually I generally have to leave with the kids or two uh, unruly kids or so to the car and and generally Alice stays back to pay the bill and and um, comes with us but we will get back to the wing stuff there's so much going on right now you know just like 50 like four hours from now the polls close 
Isn't this crazy? This has been this has been nuts, and this last week or so has just been crazy. This has been if Trump's going to lose, and he's down ten points in the in the national polls, essentially. If Trump's going to lose, it is one hell of a happy warrior loss. <laughs> These Trump fans are. It's like you know, this is like the Y two K celebrations. Uh, you, you know, all all over the country. These people with their <laughs> with their huge pickup trucks of harassing Biden buses, and of course, all the Biden people are are kvetching and moaning about it. They were mean to us on the road, and I'm in I'm in Trump traffic. This is the worst thing. It is so wonderful, and it's just wonderful because it's such a classic. It, it's such a classic, a class thing. I mean, they can't believe. Oh God, these Trump people are everywhere. Everywhere, and they're infringing on our. We're going for a drive, or the Biden people have their big fluffy tour bus, and we're going for. Uh, we just want to have. Our, oh my God, the Trump people are everywhere now. It's it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. You know, I'm sorry. You know, you guys just calm down. It, it just. We played the audio a couple weeks ago of the of the woman who was in the Trump traffic. Who said, "Oh, they were surrounding my car. They were surrounding my car. They could tell out tell I was Mexican." Oh, Jesus, the race thing. This is. I don't. If if I was a Democrat, wouldn't aren't you just if you go around talking about race uh, all the time, and if you're a pundit, and I'm sure you get paid for hits here and there on in the media, don't you feel like just dirty and unoriginal, just always bringing up racism, 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 racism? Wouldn't you feel after a while? Don't you just feel that one? It's that fad has passed too. It's so intellectually lazy. It doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't even know what is it. What is it? What does racism mean anymore? I don't know. It doesn't mean anything more. It's something to say instead of arguing, instead of having a debate. It's racism. It's racist. Yeah, Trump is racist. He's racist. It's just so easy. But I would feel like it's like if I really started getting into saying, been there, done that now. It's, a, it's so old and unoriginal. And flaccid, and it's just disgraceful. Been there, done. You know, you know, there was. It was semi, fairly cool, I think, in two thousand three or maybe nineteen ninety six. I'm not even sure when it was. Um, but it's now like it's played out. Okay, the race thing is played out. Oh, it's a racist. Oh well, you must be. Oh no, but you must be a white supremacist. Like white supremacy. Those are the guys who like live in a bunker in Montana and have like a machine gun turret on the top of a hill. And hold out against the, the government because they're trying to cook meth and publish, uh, you know, Mein Kampf uh, <laughs> updates. It's there's people walking down the street. White supremacy. Who the frig has time? How many whites have time to go around and say and, and marvel at their, you know, whiteness? I get <laughs> not the, the ones who are doing much good in the world. Well, I not can the ones, tell you that. Who's who's got the time? You know what? Let's carve out a little time today. <laughs> Most white supremacists are, we, I are have... not like paragons of what you would want right. to hold up as like the, the Ubermensch. It's they're really not. No, but uh, just there's no time to be. Uh, if I wanted to write, if I said to you right now, you know what else? I've thought about it for a while. I looked at myself in the mirror, f- completely naked, and I thought, you know what? This must be the best race. <laughs> just looking at this excellent tone and form that I am. This must be. You know, the perfected unit right here that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, there's right? something inherently better about right, this. Right. If I, if I, <laughs> so let's say I did that. 
Where's the time? What do I do then? Do I study up and do I get one of the the, the, the frog avatars or and call myself Q and it, I don't have any time to do anything more. I don't have any time to be. I'll, I'm the uh, 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 white inferiorist. I have no time to to do anything, and I don't think most people have any time. I would assume, assume by the way, that most people who are taking DNA tests are are absolutely Wellesley liberals who are hoping to God they have something interesting in their bloodline somewhere. Yes. Hmm, I wonder if I'm interested in... I mean, there doesn't seem to be anything interesting about me. And, you know, everybody else has claimed all the same victimhoods I have, and that used to be interesting, but now it's canceled out because everybody else is just like me as well. Let's see if I can find something about me so I can be just a little more interesting. You know, some... You know, hoping to God there were like 128th Native American so that, you know, it makes me kind of... um, you know, it's just in case you're looking at me and talking to me right now, and you assume I'm a blonde white woman from Wellesley who's extremely bland, who uh, you know uses haggard phrases and is one of everybody else. Just so you know, I'm 128th Native American, so that there's something really interesting in me, despite everything I'm projecting to you. Just so you know. Anyway, who the hell has time for to be white supremacists? But if you are an American. And not all of you are, by the way. We've got people who listen from other countries. Did you know that? I did know that. I saw it on the SoundCloud. How cool. Hey, send us an email. What's our email, Alice? Burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you should check, by the way, if there's any email for us. If there isn't, then okay. pretend there's a lot, though. You wow. Know? There is so much here. I just, wow. So I'm going to have to take some time and go through this. You crashed the Google server. <laughs> uh, so, um, but um, if you're an American... In a taxpayer, you are paying for something called the public broadcasting system, and um, the the S- corporation for public broadcasting is something that gets lots of tax money, a lot of your money, millions and millions of dollars of your money, and then they pay for all these public broadcasting things like um, NPR and uh, PBS. They, the NPR and PBS will tell you, by the way, that that's just a tiny, tiny amount. That they're getting. And so anytime then you say, okay, then you probably don't need it. They say, Jesus Christ, don't you dare touch it. Oh, my God, you're going to kill Elmo if that happens. And all of our programming is going to stop and people in the sticks aren't going to be able to afford it. And it's going to be lead to more uh, oppression and racism. So they def- they desperately need that tiny amount of many millions of dollars that they get. Uh, so here's somebody in uh, Mark Shields, a PBS guy, good PBS guy. Sounds like he's from Massachusetts. Uh, and this is your tax money at work. His This is his take. Extremely new take. Can you believe it? It has to do with race in the election. If this election were, and as the originalists tell us, uh, was all about the, the way uh, our founding fathers intended it to be, and white men of property were voting, Donald Trump would be reelected. But thank God for the 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote, and the 1965 Voting Rights Act, which extended voting rights to uh, people of color. Uh, in this country, uh, particularly African Americans, uh, Donald Trump will not be reelected. Uh, and uh, if it was just white men voting, he would be reelected, which is in itself uh, rather embarrassing as a white male. He's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed as a white male. I don't feel, I can't feel good about this, what I am. I mean, what a bunch of sucky people. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm sorry about that. By the way, we had those amendments last time around, didn't we? All those things? Mm-hmm. In 2016, yeah, yes. 2016, 2016. I believe black people were allowed to vote in 2016, actually. That's your tax money at work. A, um, oh, yes. Here's another one as well. This is, geez, they're so uninteresting. They're so uninteresting. I'm sorry. They, they, they just – who? what the hell is, is a Billy Eichner, Alice? 
I don't know. Billy Eichner is an actor. That's all I know. So he's an actor. Billy Eichner. Uh, let me look here. Billy Eichner has Billy Eichner. All I know, he's better than you. If you're listening right now, Billy Eichner is better than you. He's better than me. He's better than Alice. He's better than our kids. Billy Eichner is an American comedian, actor, and producer. He is the star, executive producer, and creator of Funnier Dies, Billy on the Street. Okay. So that's what he is. Okay. So here's Billy Eichner. I never get through a week without getting a good dose of Billy on the Street. Let me tell you. <laughs> here's Billy Eichner talking um, to Katie Turr. About his work he's doing for Biden. And notice something he says. In the, you're going to get a good sense of the mindset. This is how I guarantee you 96% of progressives feel. He's working for this outfit. They're, they're making phone calls trying to get Biden voters out to the polls. At swing left, obviously, we're trying to swing seats left and, and help Biden win and help Democrats win up and down the ballot. But you're not calling Trump voters and getting into arguments, you know, trying to convince them to miraculously become less racist over the next four days. You know, you're just calling people. Huh. Interesting. I mean, the Trump voters, by default, obviously, they're way, way, way racist. You're not going to be able to dial that down. It's going to take more than four days in re-education and uh you know, truth and reconciliation <laughs> camps and maybe some torture to do it. Yeah. The next four days, there's no hope. There's no, no, no Yeah. You're not going to be able to take, yeah. You can't, you can't suck the hatred, them. racist hatred out of them. People who tend to vote Democratic, who lean Democratic, who have voted for Democrats in the past, but might have questions. Now, what he just said about you can't get people to be less racist. He's saying to Katie Turr, who, if you don't know, was the NBC correspondent to the Trump campaign. In 2016, she mm -hmm. was the one following him, etc. You know, the fair and balanced reporter. She's now a reporter slash host. So he's just said this actor of some fame has just said you can't make the Trump people less racist. Now, she as a reporter, of course, would have flagged that in her head. And she's going to come back at him about that about early voting or their ballot or where to go or how to fill out their ballot or just to give them that extra little push, that extra little bit of encouragement they need to actually get out there and vote because it truly is. So what she's going to say is, I want to go back for a second, Mr. Eichner, on something you just said about just about half of the American population, the Trump voters. Are you suggesting that half of the population are racist and too racist to um, be reformed? Are you suggesting that in their hearts they see um, half of their countrymen or more than half, depending, as, as lesser than, that they're that hate-filled? It's now or never. There are millions of people out there who say it doesn't matter if they vote, that Washington uh, doesn't change their lives. Yeah, speak to them, Billy. That's the next, that's the follow-up. It's that's gone. It. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, well, well, Katie, why didn't you get him on the racist stuff? What stuff? Well, he called the Trump people racist. Well, yeah, of course they are. Why would else would anybody vote for Trump? I don't understand. I mean, why would somebody vote for Trump? Why would somebody drive a pickup truck? Why would somebody, you know, w go to a job or work two jobs? Ew, those are weird people. I don't, she doesn't know anybody does that. So that is the news. And unfortunately, that is the private sector news. So, you know, at least it's not your tax money going directly to them yet. <laughs> but we will see. We will see. So, but your tax money, just in case you had any doubt, your tax money does go to public broadcasting, and soon there will be more of it going to public broadcasting. These are the kind of things that are said right. Oh, oh god damn it! I just there was a scrum. Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris just got off of a plane, and the scrum there 
You she, put it in the Twitter messages. It's there. Right, oh, it's in the Twitter. Okay, okay. So we'll play it. Anyway, they're very interested in her footwear before they let her Oh, go. yeah. Well, she wears Chucks and Tim's, I think. Right. So here's something. Um, here's uh, Kamala Harris talking about your taxes. I promise you this. As a first order of business, Joe Biden and I are about to work to get rid of that tax cut. Yeah. Who cheers for that? Who cheers for that? I just, I don't. Eighty percent of the American people had their taxes cut by the Trump tax cuts. Eighty percent. What? I knew. I don't know who's like, yay! Our taxes are going back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, preach. I want to start saying <laughs> preach because it's new and it's not Haggard. It's, it's new. Say again, Kamala. I promise you this. As a first order of business, Joe Biden and I are about to work to get rid of that tax cut. Okay. What else is Joe Biden going to be doing? Barack and I think it's a right for people to have bad health care. So, uh, thankfully, you have a new right coming down. You're going to have bad cat care. Barack and I think it's a right for people to have bad health care. Damn right. Higher taxes and bad cat care. <laughs> Folks, we got a lot of work to do. I don't really need you to get me elected. I need you once I'm elected. Well, uh, I think he needs you to get him elected, too. That's <laughs> not what he means. You know, interesting, while we're on the subject of Joe Biden and this troublesome, troublesome, you know what, I should get it here. Hold on, Alice. Fill it for a second. Start saying stuff. Um, so um, I'm just trying to open up the burn barrel email here. Sorry. I got distracted, too. Um. I'm just looking for a piece of sound here. Didn't I have the Chelsea Handler sound? The Chelsea Handler sound? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't vote because you're black? Maybe I don't oh, have Oh, yeah. You did have it in one of the shows, but I don't know. I don't have it under Chelsea or it. Handler. Dang it. Okay. So, um, okay. Here's, uh, this is a very interesting thing that I stumbled onto. This is just recently. Charlemagne the God has, um, uh, from The Breakfast Club, He's got some guys in the studio. I don't know who they are. They're actors, thinkers, entertainers, newsmakers. I don't know what they are. And anyway, these guys are a little newer to, to politics. And he's talking about Joe Biden. And this is in the spirit of, you know, now Ice Cube uh, working with uh, working with uh, Trump and 50 Cent now endorsing Trump and Lil Wayne um, endorsing Trump, I guess. And going to the White House, and there's this movement now of these rappers jumping over to Team Trump, and I, a lot of it is Trump's uh, criminal justice outreach. And Charlemagne the God, who is voting for Biden because of Kamala, according to him, mm-hmm. you know, he's talking to two other guys, and they're just having this almost uh, learning session about Joe Biden. They put all those police in our neighborhood, and they hit us with those harsh sentences for, yeah. whether it's the 94 crime bill, the 88 yeah. crack laws. Yeah. They can justify that sh- based off, this is where all the trouble is at. This is where all the problems is at. You seen Joe Biden stand on the Senate floor and say that verbatim. He was like, I don't care about the conditions that cause these predators to become predators. Mm. We need to fix this sh- now, because if we don't, they're going to end up killing our moms and our fathers and our brothers. And our Joe Biden, is Joe Biden good? No. Nah, right. uh, I, I got Joe, questions. Man. I think he's a. I think he's a good guy with bad shit on him. <laughs> man, what? he got some bad shit on I him. I say it all the time. Uh, Joe Biden has done worse things to black people than Donald Trump ever has. For real? Hell yeah, man! The eighty-eight crack laws. <laughs> Educate me. He, 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 he did the 88 crack laws with Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond was a mother. 
<laughs> racial segregationist from uh, South Carolina. Hey, Who was he down with? He was, was he down with? He was Barack's was. vice he president. Was <laughs> Let me tell you one thing. That show, it, I've only heard like little cuts when they make the news. Mm-hmm. The show seems like a great freaking morning show. I don't think their politics are where mine are, but man, they, they just uh, they just talk. But that kind of that conversation we just heard is a horrific piece of content if you are a Democrat and part of the Democratic establishment. It's um, not exactly a ringing endorsement of the Biden campaign, that's for sure, even if, uh, you know, Charlemagne, the god himself, is voting for Biden in the end. But, uh, you know, if if that constitutes a, you know, a sample of where the black community is, that is a problem for the Democratic Party. And mm-hmm. it's a problem for the Democratic Party that goes beyond Donald Trump and and all of this, I mean, and you know, white liberals might be able to push Biden over the finish line here, but I mean, Trump really looks like he's set up to get more of the black vote and more of the Hispanic vote than any Republican ever. You know, uh, that's that's a structural problem for the Democratic Party um, that you know I I think will outlast this election. Well, wouldn't that be? Would even if Trump lost? Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing if you start seeing more and uh, more? Uh, fo- oh, there's a uh, there's a um, a foxhound has entered the foxhound has entered, which means that uh, the door has been breached downstairs, which means others will enter. Alice, uh, Phil, again, keep going with those thoughts. There, I'm gonna send a text. So yeah, I mean, I just and we've been talking about this like all weekend with the the rappers endorsing Trump and this and that and uh, the. Cuban community in Florida is just like loving Trump right now. It's it's kind of wild. Like you don't normally see this level of support from minorities for Republicans and and you know, I th- I really think it's historic and it's historic not because anybody goes out and is like, "Oh, well, who does 50 Cent say I should vote for in the election?" but that, you know, 50 Cent has a lot in common demographically with a very important constituency mm-hmm. for Democrats. Like, yes, I know he's richer than a lot of other black people, but his background and his life and his values represent a significant portion of a community that the Democrats need to get elected. So if that's where he is mentally, where he and whoever else, Lil Wayne and who else is endorsed? I mean, Kanye obviously has been Kanye's on the, on the Trump team for a while. Uh, Ice, Ice Cube. Cube. Like if that's where these black men are, the concern for the Democratic Party is, you know, are other black men also there? Mentally, and listening to this chat on the Breakfast Club, you kind of you get kind of the same vibe. Like the the Democratic Party may have run out of time to prove that they're going to do anything for the black community, you know. And it it becomes sort of a tired line where they're saying like every time the police kill a black person in the street or whatever, like well, their cities are run by Democrats, the police departments are run by Democrats, everything's run by Democrats. You know, but but it's also true. It's true that the policies that are hurting the black community because they are government policies and they are hurting the black community, uh, that they're all democratic policies. You know, how long are you going to let these unions destroy lives in minority communities like teachers unions, cop unions like that's mm-hmm. where there's no accountability for the government hurting people and. That's something where Republicans really 
do have much more of a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the inner cities than Democrats do. And, you know, right. it's, it's only a matter of time until black people get tired of, of the lines from Democrats without the action. Right. In this thing where you have to. And I'm not advocating for the Republican Party, at least just conservatism, at least, you know, just at least thinking about other philosophies out there. And to be told by the your betters, by the influencers in the party, by the by the the people in the, you know, on the pedestals in the party, the elites, you, you're not allowed to think about being Republicans because you're black. By t- being told by white people that you're not allowed to think about it because well, right. you're black. You heard about my ex-boyfriend, right, 50 Cent, and his support of of, of uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, what's going on between you? I, I saw your tweets, and I go, wait, what's happening? Because you said he was your favorite ex-boyfriend, and then he, what does he do? He's supporting Trump? He says he doesn't want to pay 62% of taxes, which, by the way, isn't a plan of Joe Biden's. That's, that's, that's a lie. So he doesn't want to pay 62% of taxes because he doesn't want to go from being... 50 cents to 20 cents. And I, and I had to remind him that he was a black person, so he can't vote for Donald Trump and that he shouldn't be influencing an entire swath of people who may listen to him. Ooh, just a reminder, just so you know your place, by the way. But more than that, too, you're not allowed to, if you're black, decide that a charter school might be better for your kid. You're not allowed, you know, Liz Warren can send her kids to private schools because she's rich. And, you know, but if you're black and there's a cap on the number of kids that can go to the mm-hmm. charter schools, then sorry, sex to be you. You have to stay in the failing public schools and, you know, hope that the state figures it out. You have to, you know, just live with the way things are because you have to keep voting for the same Democrats over and over. You know, you have to deal with the fact that your government won't provide you with drinkable water in Flint, Michigan, all these other things, another debacle run by Democrats. It's just, you know, at some point the accountability is going to start and the chickens are going to come home to roost, if you will, with the with Democrat policies destroying the lives of so many black Americans. It, it's really an embarrassment, you know, and and, you know, maybe like the Joe Bidens of the world are going to have to answer for some of this stuff because I really think that if Joe Biden goes down, it's partially going to be these things, the crime bill stuff and some of these policies. And Kamala's no better on that stuff, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, she threw the black moms in jail for having truant kids and whatever. That's Yeah, I'm smoking a lot of pot, too. Which, that's what I'm surprised that the, the Charlemagne is, is such a fan of hers. But, you know, who knows? I say he's allowed to vote for who he wants to, you know what, because I'm a good person and not a uh, white supremacist like Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. Um, so I don't know. Alice, one thing you should know about my wife is that she is huge into astrology and <laughs> in signs. And she's a Sagittarius, and she always tells me that Sagittarius and Leos can't get along. And, and um, That's not she true. Tells I'm also not a Sagittarius. She also tells me that the, the, the moon is in... Um, in Klimblor right now, so that uh, look out for the animals to be more upset than usual. <laughs> but so I'm going to play this for you. We've got an interesting take on the election from a fellow um, astrology uh, fanatic <sighs> named Marie Naltman. Do you like being slandered like this, Alice? I don't enjoy being get slandered. Used to it. Get it makes used to it. me upset. I, I'm not into astrology. Are we allowed to discuss the undiscussable, by the way? No. 
I'll chip away. I will chip away at this for you guys. That's a different thing. All right, Marie Naltman, take it away. I still stand by thinking that Joe Biden will win, but that there will also be an unprecedented change to the nature of rulership in our presidency. Let me explain. Biden is having eclipses in his first house, seventh house axis. This has happened to every presidential winner going as far back as I've researched. Literally, like Trump in 2016, uh, Clinton Carter, like it goes back. Oh, Alice. Sorry. I thought, sorry. That's a swear, by the way. You'll you'll hear a bleep when you listen to it, but that's a swear that just got. <laughs> Alice was mining the uh, audio, and uh, I missed that one. Sorry. That's okay. Hold on, hold on. Where are we? Where are we? Here we go. Eclipses are supercharged indicators. First house of self, it's supercharging identity forward. And this is happening to Senator Harris, too. There are other things that affirm this, but this is a big indicator. Along with Senator Harris entering the literal biggest peak period of her entire life, which is not only a peak, but like a very, very impressive one for any human being. Alongside that, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is happening on December 21st into 2020. They meet every 20 years, and now... Let me tell you something. (laughs) I don't like planets. I don't like planets. I don't like space. Your only problem is that you uh, find astronomy just as credible as astrology. both rubbish. Correct. (laughs) And this uh, woman, did she say anything good? Is this... this, Can I get off? Uh, Not really. Yeah, that's fine. So So that's her whole take on the election. Uh, Looking at, I guess, President Harris must be coming, or Biden Harris. Here's my other problem, is that I once dated a woman when I was in my 20s. Alice, don't worry about that. You didn't miss... I was better looking, but I was much poorer (laughs) and even more immature. So don't Okay. And I had no, I, I was, I was absolutely a grade A loser. You know, I'm a different grade now. So, 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 I'm not bringing. I only bring this up to tell you. Anyway, she had, and it was, it was the most nightmarish thing when she would take this thing out. I, I would uh, <laughs> dive behind the furniture. She had the most horrific thing in the world, which was a dream book a book to decipher her dreams <laughs> so she i would unfortunately be like walking past to get a root beer and suddenly get sucked into a dream conversation vortex <laughs> where we would have to go through the most mundane ridiculous uh, uh, oh we would have to go through the most crazy ridiculous um you know trippy weird um, stream of consciousness. I, I would have to sit there and be punished by, by this whole thing. Stream of consciousness thing. Well, she would tell you, and Thomas. So, in anywhere, then the rabbit came through, and so I knew that, that uh, that the popsicle man would be by, and he was. And suddenly, I was on, uh, in Fiji, and then, but the water was gone. But then, and she would be looking these up. So the water leaves the island. That means go to page three seventy two. Huh. That means something in your life is going to change. Thomas, are you going to make changes in your life? And Oh, my God. Anytime, anytime she woke up, I was disappointed because that doesn't sound as that doesn't sound good to say that. But part of me was disappointed when she would wake up because I knew that there was a really good possibility that she had been dreaming and that I was going to get a (laughs) dreaming uh, seminar. Unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, God, it was awful. Anyway. This Marine Altman, she's hangs around in that world. I don't want to know dreams and planets and astrology or astronomy, you know. Well, astronomy is science. No, it's not. It's not just <laughs> science. You know what science is? Weather. 
my good friend from the Alumni Sports Cafe in Pembroke. Is that Mass or New Hampshire? I believe Mass. But... Pembroke, Mass. These guys have this great Twitter, this great Twitter video they did. And um, it's because the restaurants in Massachusetts are essentially, you're not allowed to open unless it's outside. But the other day, of course, it's 30 degrees and we're having gale winds and the snow. So these guys cut, this one guy cuts this video of how much fun he's having dining outside. Hi, everyone. I'm outside enjoying my outside dining. It's very nice out here today. Um, I'm going to do a snowball special. Uh, and then we're going to have a snowball fight. It's really good. Um, this is a wet sandwich. <laughs> I'm in this pub. Oh, I love Massachusetts. Sandwich. I'm gonna move and stay here all the time. I love Massachusetts. Drag it away, Doug. Drag it. How great is that? How great is that? I love that. I'm all for it. I thoroughly endorse it. Um and um. Am I in trouble, Alice? No. For any reason? No. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Cut number three. Uh, I don't want to play that. Cut four. Tell me what happened with the trucks, because this is all Nat's sound. So okay. what happened with the trucks? So, I, so let me tell you what I saw over the internet. Okay. Uh, on the, what okay. I understand was there was a Biden bus was driving down the highway. Right. Then Near it, Austin, Texas. Right. Then a huge convoy of mean Trump pickup trucks with flags it with flags mm-hmm. flags and american flags which is more offensive uh surrounded it and intimidated the bus and forced a campaign rally to be canceled because of intimidation and also tried to crash a biden car that was chasing it that's what i'm told and now the right. fbi is looking it up so they did get the Biden bus to slow down to like 20 or 30 miles an hour on the highway because they surrounded it, I guess. Um, and this white SUV that was part of the campaign that had some campaign staff in it or whatever, um, they got sideswiped at one point. But if you look at the videos, I believe I sent you just a video with no sound that's like a video video of it um, somewhere in the messages here. But you can see what actually happened. The white car was behind the bus and then it left the lane for a minute. It went, it moved one lane to the left um, and was next to the bus. And then it tried to get back into its lane behind the bus and the pickup truck that was there didn't let it in. So the white SUV put on its right turn signal to move back into the right lane directly behind the bus, but its spot had them been taken. So they're sitting there with their turn signal on trying to straddle the lane to get back into the lane. And uh, the truck did not yield. And so the car, the SUV got sideswiped there. But in my view, if you're the one changing lanes, it's kind of on you if you're car- I mean, And yeah, the Trump truck did not yield. The Trump truck could have braked and right. backed out and avoided hitting it and let the car in. But, you know, like you lose your spot in the lane. You can't run. Right. And the, the guy driving the Trump truck might be a psycho. There's some he may have a DUI in his past. And he oh, there's yeah. a video of him laughing psycho. like he he's a little he might be a whack job. I'm not sure. Um, but so I don't necessarily endorse him as a human being, but. Uh, if you see the videos of the actual driving situation, the the Biden car that got sideswiped was trying to enter a lane that they weren't in. And that's 
kind of at that point right. that's sort of but on now you. We've, we've taken to the highways anyway and the, and the thing was that the huge biden tour bus is driving around and there were a couple of uh wendy davis was in it wendy davis was in it i don't i don't know biden but, or harris wasn't in that right and so uh the the trump the Trump um, rally of pickup trucks was only too happy to have the Biden thing come around, and they all surround it. And and um, am I shocked by this? No, I pretty much know. I pretty much know. And you can call me. You can call this a class thing. Although I have less money than anybody on earth right now, so uh, I pretty much know. Or we don't. Should I not be saying that else? That's fine. Okay. So um, we have a house, though we just don't own it, and we have. Uh, I guess we own the kids. That's those are our assets. Um, so, um, so uh, I definitely the a bunch of Trump dudes in pickup trucks are, is not going to be a bastion of courtesy focused driving. I would say. I would assume that they are well chinned up. I've Should seen- you try to cut off the Trump truck driver? Um, and get in front of him in the lane. Try and force your way into the lane in front of his car. Does I that seem like a good so. idea? When I like, so we're up near New Hampshire. We're in Massachusetts, and so there's a lot of Trump support in New Hampshire. And when I go up there, and if there's a Trump dude in a pickup truck with the two flags or three, if the Gadsden flag, American flag, and the Trump flag, <laughs> I don't think that he wants to screw with me. Especially if he's like riding me a little close uh, behind me or whatever. I don't think he wants to screw with me. But I think he's hoping I screw with him. <laughs> I, think, I think he is re- absolutely ready. If I want to, uh, you know, go jaw to jaw, or if I give him the finger, and, I, and I, he is absolutely ready. There's no doubt about that. And um, and uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, people sometimes can be jerks in their own ways. And the guys, I have no, I get, I get no problem. They're good. They're good people. They're good Americans, and uh, they like trucks and. There's a lot, uh, you know, there is a bravado about Team Trump, and Trump's got it himself. I get no problem with it. I remember after 9-11, I think it was Colin Quinn or somebody was saying that America, the world always hates America, but they love America and need America, and America is a big jerk. America is Sinatra. <laughs> Frank, and that's true. America is Frank Sinatra. It's a, it's a bully jerk. And... Europe always hates us. And they're always salty at us. Like, <laughs> we lost the faith of the rest of the world. Screw the rest of the world. You know, part of mm-hmm. being this country is that you've got a little bit of a uh, swagger to you, and that's fine. You know what? Right. So now all the um, there's Trump convoys happening all over the country right now. By the way, and uh, the left is comparing them all, like you know, the photos of ISIS in the yes. in the trucks. So Renee Graham of the Boston Globe has tweeted. That's great. Um, the, see the difference? Me neither. With a photo of the Trump rolling rally, and, and I, Trump, t- Trump tweeted a, the video of the Texas rally that got uh, oh, yeah. the, that got the campaign event canceled because they intimidated the bus and swiped mm-hmm. the supporters' car or the staffers' car rather. And um, so everyone's like, he's endorsing violence and fascism. Well, he's been talking about it on his stump too. He loves it. There's no <laughs> doubt. There's so, no doubt about that. He loves it, and he's not at this point. You know. If it hasn't become very clear already, uh, Trump doesn't care about the coronavirus all that much. He <laughs> he he, he uh, doesn't like it, doesn't respect it. He thinks it's a jerk. Um, he doesn't think it's all that uh, strong. Um, he resents it, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that's the side that he's that it's that spirit that he's chosen to run under as well. He believes in shaking stuff off and waking up and and production and and. Um, 
being our best and hitting our stride again and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a valid it's a valid place to be. It scares the hell out of half the country, and it scares the hell out of it scares the hell out of half the country. Who, by the way, there's part of the country who's scared to death because they could die, and that's a smaller portion. But there's part of the country who has who has changed their brainwaves over the last four years who would just want to be scared to death so that we can all see what a horrible thing was done to them and is being done to them and and whatever. But drive like nice people. Yeah. Well, so now, and I don't endorse this because I actually, I hate people who block highways, but a huge Trump rally has blocked a highway in New Jersey. Well, so, uh, have they stopped their cars? Yeah, they've stopped the cars. They're out of the cars. I don't walking like that around, crap. they've I don't stopped like the highway. So. I don't like highway stoppers. I didn't like <laughs> it when the in, when the thuggish Antifa losers did it in Massachusetts. So yeah, I'm against that. Um, Stop blocking highways. Don't block the highway, You're also guys. gonna no. You don't freaking do that. That is not good. I didn't. I don't like it when presidents did it. When Obama used to come to Massachusetts, and it, it probably happens not really with all presidents, mm-hmm. although it, it just depends on the geography. When Obama came used to come to Massachusetts, sometimes they'd close down close down half the Mass Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it, could, it was just his convoy zipping through, and they couldn't have the president's convoy be stuck in rush hour traffic, so they just right. closed the twenty miles. Oh, I've been stuck in that one. Literally, when I, I used to was, work in Natick. Yes. I had to drive in that, and occasionally got right. stopped by literally. Obama. I think he was going to Wellesley. Um, Terrible. Yeah, and so I don't like that. I don't like the. I don't like the presidential convoys, although they're really cool. I don't like stuff stopping the streets. Right. So like they've that. shut down the Garden State Park right now. The Trumpers. So that well, I don't I mean, they were of. never going to win New Jersey. But. <laughs> so, and uh, the Heshi Tischler is out there doing his Jews for Trump stuff. Oh, uh, is he part of that? I can't really don't tell Don't this on the, the Jewish people, it's not, I don't you, think, uh, I'm not Cuomo sure it's the Andrew same. Cuomo? I'm not sure it's the same one or not. Um, they shut down some like Cuomo bridge or something, I think. I can't really tell. Oh, there you have it. It used to be the, I think is it the Throg's Neck is now the Cuomo bridge, I think. Hey, guys. Can you guys get the dog? Can you get Dave out of here, please? And then go to your uncle and see if he's gotten a text message about anything. Let's see what happens there. Um. So I don't know. So now they're on the Tap and Z bridge. It looks like. Oh, okay. So I don't. I don't really know. But there are some videos of him. Is this on your his guy page. yelling here? This oh, is the geez. guy. Um. Yeah. This is. Uh, Yippie Calderon here. What's his name? Heshi Tischler. Heshi Tischler. He's Tischler. been in trouble with Cuomo now because of the. The Jewish disobedience Dave, in New no. York, and uh, just David. It's okay. Pepper can stay. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. So, um, Dave's a dog, by the way. In case you're wondering, <laughs> not a person. I know, yeah, Dave is not one of my children. Who yeah, Dave's got to leave. Dave is a dog. He's a little Jack Russell Terrier, and we're making him leave from upstairs to the studio. I forgot. You guys don't know all of the characters here, so you just assume I'm cruel. Dave sneaks around the house. Because he's a little, uh, or he's a ratty dog. I mean, he's a ratter. Or he's made to kill rats, and he has killed rats. But he um, he also steals food. And if he goes and eats, for instance, Halloween candy, Dave is going to have uh, an accident probably somewhere <laughs> in this house. And we're and Tom's not going to clean it up. So uh, I I do my fair share. I think I'm at fifty four percent of that, by the way. Mm. And the kid Sally fifty four seems high. Sally. 54 seems high, but um, Heshi Tischler here has a... Here's Heshi. We're going to stand up. Our movement's going to grow. It's going to grow bigger. And on Wednesday morning, when he's elected president again for four more years, we're going to scream from our windows. Jeez. I 
love you guys. You just don't delicious. Okay. USA! Uh, I love you guys. USA! 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 Want to hear some more, Heshi? This is Heshley, Heshi again. Guys and trucks are moving. We're ready to go. We're ready to shake this city up. And we're going to behave and we're not going to talk to the police. Because there's a policeman standing next to me with cuffs. He loves me, but he's still standing there with cuffs. Jesus, what? this guy is a... If he's not a trump fight, <laughs> he sounds like him. Heshi, don't block the street. <laughs> I'm not sure that's his people, but I don't think it's them uh, blocking the thing in New Jersey, but... I don't know, but they're not Cuomo fans, uh, the Jews of New York, and uh, and a lot of them are Trump fans, I think. So mm-hmm. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. Um, I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. That's not a stutter, Alice. Um, that- I believe you just made fun of a stutter. Incorrect. Which, how do you think that makes kids with a stutter? That, I think feel? 12-year-old kid is crying again. <laughs> nobody, no stutterer has this problem. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. All right. Stutter. Good enough for me. True and international pressure. That's fine. So who's this guy? Um no, you know what? Let's, we'll stick with this stuff. We'll stick with this stuff. So my good friend Don Lemon, who's been uh, supplanted in my mind as my friend over at CNN by my buddy Daniel Dale <laughs> as my go-to. My good buddy Don Lemon, unfortunately, Alice, I let him down, but I think he's let me go. Look at what's happening to them. We have to help them. They're all getting killed by this. Now it's happening here. Yeah. It's happening here right now at his own damn rally. You know what the sad thing is? And I'll be honest with you. Thank you. Um, I, have many, I have many people who I love in my life. And yeah, I come from a red state. I've lived in several red states. There are a lot of friends who I had to really get rid of because they, they are. Those are called happy as hell people. Those are called... <laughs> People who don't have to uh, pretend they're at meetings anymore when they kill the call when Don is on the phone. Hi, guess what? It's Don. Who are you? Can you imagine? Can you imagine, by the way? Thinking, oh, you know what? It's a Wednesday night right now. Things are going fine. Do you get a call? You see, it's Don Lemon saying, my day is going to get exponentially better now that he's involved in it. You know, just simply... Just simply his uh, intellect alone and sense of humor and sophistication, this should be fantastic. But Don, no. You're out of luck now. You have been fired. You have been let go by Don. He cares not to hear voices of dissent. You are uh, out of here. So nonsensical when it comes to this issue. They have the whole every single talking point that they hear on state TV and that they hear from this president. Um, so they heard it on NPR because he said... They heard the talking points on state TV. Oh, you're missing the cool kid vernacular, Alice. In, so what's... In Brooklyn Loft, state TV is the official uh, apparatus of the Trump administration. It's faux news. You call it Fox News. That's <laughs> F-A-U-X. Um, is Fox News funded by the taxpayers? No, but it's the official mouthpiece of the Trump you see? That's why it's oh. state TV. It's ostensibly. <laughs> um, okay. I, I wasn't it's aware It's funded that. by racism. So there you go. That's what it's funded by. Okay. They repeat it and they are blinded by it. 
And I just can, when I said to you the other night, there's no way they can't believe it. They can't, you know, I was just goosing you in a way, right? You know what they say? I was, you know, um, yeah, break, goosing, goosing I was breaking works. your, you know, you goosing know works. It won't like, okay. It's not like that'll be all over the <laughs> Continue. So, but here's the thing. Um, I, I had to get rid of them because they are too far gone. I try and I try and I try. They'll say something really stupid and then I'll show. Actually, Don, the tax cut really helped my family. It's, we got like 12,000 of our own dollars back. It was really a relief. You know, we may be able to make some more payments now, get our credit score good, and we're able to move maybe to a better house in a better neighborhood. No. See, uh, you sound like state TV. Bye bye. No, but it's good for me. No. Show them the science, and I'll give them the information, and they give still the repeat science. those talking points. And all the while, the state was a hot spot. Many, if you look at the information that we put up last night that came up yesterday, showed you how the red states have now taken over where the blue states, where people came in because there are bigger cities and there's more transmission, obviously, where, where, there are, where people are closer together. And so now the red states are the problem. And I just, I had to get rid of a lot of people in my life because sometimes you just have to let them go. I think that they have to hit rock bottom like an addict, right? And they have to want to get help. They have to want to know the truth. They have to want to live in reality. They have to want to be responsible, not only for other people's lives, but for their lives. So you know what? I have had, it's so sad. And I don't know if after this, I will ever be able to go back and be friends with those people because at a certain point, you just say they're too far gone. And I got to let them go. And if they're willing to come back and if they're willing to um, live in, in reality, Jeez. then I will welcome them with open arms. But I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. If they're willing to throw all of their own experiences away, if they're willing to cast off uh, any of the wisdom that they've garnered through mm -hmm. you know, blood, sweat and tears, if they're willing to just you know, throw away any intuition that they've gained – for, through experience, through hard work, you know, through uh, wins and losses, if they're willing to just delete their own lives and everything that went into forming them, forming their opinions and the people they are, if they're willing to delete themselves, then that empty shell of who used to be my friend Bill, he uh, maybe I'll let him back in and he could be around me and benefit off of my precious aura for a while. Maybe I'm willing to do that. Other than that, you just don't get to have Don Lemon that easy. You have to make concessions. If you be more like Don Lemon, you can have Don Lemon. If not, then then sorry. Nope. It, unless you're, you know, it, it, it's barely half yeah. of the country. You know? Maybe you can start, if you fully repent of your sins in voting for Donald Trump, then maybe you can begin, begin to earn back mm -hmm. the friendship of Don Lemon. So that's, you know, something we can all aspire to. Maybe uh, we can stop parroting our state TV talking points and we can learn to be better so that Don Lemon will be around us again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I, it's so self-important. I can't, I can't. Well, I mean, but oh he's, that's just, I mean, but people, you know, people listening right now, you listening right now, you've, you've probably got it. We're in your neighbors as well. There are people who, you know, they don't necessarily think that you're evil. They they know it's probably more that you're stupid or or maybe it's a matter of stupidity. And certainly there's, uh, there's a lot of racism at play. A lot of the racism may not even be your fault. It's just the systems and you, you didn't have the, the ability to go to, uh, to go to Yale and, or Columbia or Boston University 
where you could be enlightened enough to recognize the systems that have uh, filled you and made you this hateful SLB that you are or this um, complete dolt that you are. Mm-hmm. You know, so you weren't able to do that. And it's not all on you. There's some socioeconomic uh, disparities that caused you to have to drive a pickup truck and work jobs where you have to get dirty and things but like that. you have to think, once Don Lemon has taken the time to try and educate you and send you the information... And let you know how wrong you truly are that you would think people would show a little more gratitude and really start to do the mm-hmm. work. But, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe they have to hit rock bottom before they can get to that point where they can really appreciate all he's doing for them. So, uh, <laughs> Terrible, 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 terrible. Hey, can you – what's this um, – the MP stuff we have? David Morris? Oh, that's the guy um, who he's being interviewed about the lockdowns, and he explains that he doesn't like them, but... Right, okay, uh, this is what I thought it was. Right, this this is the member of parliament who's... Mm -hmm. um, This interview is very good. Yes. I gotta find out who she is. She's really good. Uh, This guy's being interviewed about the lockdowns. You you were setting up. Go ahead and set her up. Right, so he's being interviewed about the lockdowns, and he says, you know, he doesn't like them either, but he doesn't think they have any choice, and uh, the, the interviewer has a suggestion for an alternative but he doesn't really like it so you can go ahead and hear what how that exchange went is your concern that this is it for not just months it could be this for the next year or more couldn't it i don't know is a truthful answer i mean i i'm of the school of thought that we're going to be living this with some time to come um until we actually do get to a point where we have got something as i've said before um, I can't tell you how long we're going to be in this. I can't tell you an exit strategy from it. But is, that, is it then acceptable for us to have to live like this for, you know, the, the foreseeable future? I mean, let's be totally honest about it. You know, it, it's not acceptable for us to live like this, but it's it's necessary for us to live like mm. this. Otherwise, what's the alternative? Well, the alter- Sweden. Sweden's the alternative. <laughs> well... You know, Sweden's got a different kind of population, climate. What is it What is it that everyone says? What is different about Sweden from us? Well, it's just the way that they, they operate. I mean, don't forget, they're, they're in darkness more times of the year than they're in light. They're <laughs> in darkness all summer. It's colder. It's a different, completely different country from this. What's that got? I'm sorry. What's that got <laughs> to do with whether or not you can have a basically free life while being, while being protected from the, the virus? Well, I don't look. I don't want to go into the lifestyles of. The well, you Swedes. just did. You, you, are you basically saying that the Swedish people? Well, they. I mean, as my previous guest say, Swedish people are more sensible than the British people. The British people are too darn stupid and irresponsible to make decisions about their own lives. Is that what you're saying, David Morris? Uh, what I'm saying is that we, we're operating differently from them. And is that, I think... In what way? Well, every every other country in the world are doing their own thing, and and none are... of it's working. Can I just finish, please? But what a, they're all doing their own thing in a different way, and we are watching what's going on around the world to see what the best practice is. I mean, at this moment in time, you know, we know there's vaccines being used around the world. Most of them are untested from what we can gather. We are doing a vaccine ourselves. We're watching what's going on. I'm absolutely certain. I mean, I don't know this verbatim, but I'm absolutely certain that the vaccines won't be far different from one another. You know, the science won't be far different from one another. But we have to make sure that whatever we use is safe because we don't want to be in a position where we're creating another problem years down the line. Hmm. Interesting. I just had a friend send me something very interesting on Twitter. 
Okay. And he says, hold on, Twitter's telling me stuff I should do. Well, maybe later, Twitter, maybe later. Um, I'm sorry. He says this. So politically astute guy. He's in finance. Finance. So have you noticed this huge shift today? This is Sunday night, by the way, for us guys. Have you noticed this huge shift today? We've come from Biden is ahead double digits to it's going to be close. And he's got a he he sent me the the, the CBS uh, episode uh, today where they talk about um, a Republican surge scenario in which Trump has two seventy nine electro, uh, electoral votes and Biden has two fifty nine. Um. And there's also, and I have noticed this today, it's, it's kind of been shocking that there's more, there's more suddenly, there's more news that seems to, that seems to have, it's just, a, it, the way it's positioned just seems to be, seems to be making this thing a different race that we've been told about for weeks. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know what it is, but you've got 538 Nate Silver talking about essentially that Trump wins Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. what's the other one? North Carolina, maybe? Or I don't know. Where he said, Nate it. Silver said today, maybe I can find it. I don't have it, but he said essentially I'll today that if Trump wins Pennsylvania and one more, um, then suddenly, then suddenly, um, Team Biden is in desperate straits. And that's interesting. I mean, there's no doubt that it just the polling doesn't show this. But if you go by the Trump people are all over the place. They're all over the place. Also, remember last week we talked about just a few days ago, you know, Biden had put a lid on essentially all activity up to Election Day. Biden, Harris, now they're out there now. They are all over the place now. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? It's so good to see you, Texas. Bernice, it is so good to see you. Let me just, I want to first. Yeah, that was, uh, it's a few days ago, but, but they're all over the, the um, they're all over the toss up states now, battleground mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. And Biden is up They're in Michigan. They're in Minnesota. They're in Pennsylvania. They're all over these states where Biden is way up in the polls. So either, either they're seeing something or they're not seeing something, and I am. I just I just saw it's, it's, it got a note from somebody who works in in it used to work in D.C. and is into he works for one of, essentially like a like the Blaze or Conservative Review that kind of kind of, kind of place. And saying that all this stuff is unannounced. Oh, this last-minute push is unannounced, and that for weeks that mm-hmm. the that the internal Biden polling has shown things a lot closer. Now, going by what the Michigan uh, senator was she a senator said, we played the Who? other day. That, that's a, wasn't Michigan. I forgot what it was. But anyway, it, it and this is weird. The way I, I'm flailing here because I. I, I, this is somewhere in between anecdotal and just gleaning from the 
um, from the observations of other people that for a campaign who has seemingly put this election away, the Biden team is now not acting like it. The, the strategy of staying underground, wearing the mask, and staying put, and simply using the symbolism of playing COVID right, seems to have uh, ceased bringing positive returns. Right. Biden's been out more in the last week than anybody's seen him in months, frankly. Uh, so, But any time he's out is a risk for them. Right, but they must they must be looking at something internally that makes them more nervous than the 10 points up in the polls would seem to suggest. Or they're just nervous about the Monday morning quarterbacking if something goes wrong. If they keep him in the basement and they lose, then you know, then what do you tell people? What do you tell your supporters if you were hiding in the basement and you lose the race? Because that's like the Hillary Clinton not going to Wisconsin thing, right? Like Right. And then, and then all the rumors will come out saying like, "Oh, Bill Clinton said they should have been in the Midwest, and bl- they didn't listen, and blah blah blah." And like, and the Biden campaign is having some of these stories internally right now too. That you know, they're going to disappear and go away, and nobody's going to pay attention to them if he wins. But um, there's people internally in the Biden campaign who are worried about minority turnout for them right now. They there are and. Um, and about the enthusiasm gap with Trump versus Biden, particularly amongst the minority community. And so that's the type of thing that if Biden does lose, will become a big talking point on the left, just like Hillary Clinton not right. going to the Midwest and stuff. Right. I and mean, remember, there's no enthusiasm for Biden. There's no enthusiasm. That's one of the reasons why nobody shows up. The only enthusiasm for Biden is enthusiasm provided by hating Trump. Right. That's it. This is against Trump. And the idea that Instead of enthusiasm, you would have Kamala be out there, be the exciting person. She's also a risk, by the way. <laughs> she's she's a big risk, and it's not working. The Kamala thing is not working, which is why now the old man's got to get back out there, too. Right. But Kamala has, not only does she have no political talent, she doesn't have a strong base of people who like her. As evidenced by the primary, which... She- right. If anything, you know who this is making... The if, if Trump loses, who this has made the front runner for twenty twenty four, AOC. <laughs> if Trump wins, I mean this made the part, for no, Pete Buttigieg. Oh, he's out there scrapping on Fox News every day, knocking heads around, answering questions. He's out yeah. there being the brightest, uh, uh, the brightest progressive political mind that's out there. Mm-hmm. And he is really a political talent. Yes, he is. I mean, he he gets a little angry. He does. Food. He appears to have yes. a lot of pent up rage. Yes, takes it out on a chicken wing for some reason. <laughs> but um, but and uh, you think black people don't like Joe and Kamala? They really don't like Pete Buttigieg. He couldn't get like a that's single. A, that's a discussion get, for another time. He didn't get a whole like a one whole black vote for the whole primary, pretty much. Um, yeah, they really don't like him. But um, so I. You know, I he definitely is more politically talented than than other people around, but um, but AOC is the one who's super talented. If she runs in twenty twenty four, um, she'll run the table. I think it matters where where Democrats are. I mean, because 
AOC underperformed with minorities. She AOC is made for white women of Wellesley, Massachusetts, and men. That's where she's made for. That's where she does well. But she underperformed with minorities in her district, and I don't think. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, she is super talented, and she's she's beautiful, and she's she's got all these. She's self confident, and she always smiles. That's a, that's a talent to have. Rashida Tlaib right. looks salty, um, and Horini uh, Horini Maisie Hirono mm-hmm. is seething. Yeah. And Adam Schiff is, uh, you know, serpent-like and wormy. And the other side, the, the Republicans have the same thing, where they have people who just seem to be seething or or wormy <laughs> or angry, et cetera. AOC's got a smile. And oh, she's yeah. fun. She might be babysitting your kids or she's, you know, yeah. she's uh, the youngest mayor in your town. She's, mm-hmm. But she's got... She's literally Trump, but for Democrats. Well, yeah. She's likable and fun and says the optically stuff... Optically, it's different, though. She's, the, says the stuff that, like, their side says when they think no one's listening. Like, the, you know. Right. She, he's crazy uncle president, and but this she's, is, like, your crazy college friend president. Like, that's, But this Pitch, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette mm-hmm. uh, endorsement of right. Trump, yeah. which is the first one, whatever, or 100 years, or whatever, whatever it was, today is not a good sign for Team Biden. The fact that they did that, that they, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, mm-hmm. I would even say the Boston Herald. Boston Herald four years ago did not endorse Donald Trump. Right. They did this time. You know, um, it, it, I would, I, there are these signs out there. And also, you can't be, if you're on the Biden side, if you're part of the GOTV team, mm-hmm. you can't like what you're seeing with Team Biden when the, Donald Trump's ground game in these states is very strong. And this kind of crap is happening all over the place. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. Now, that's not a Biden rally. That's Trump at his own rally showing video of Biden and riffing off of it. This is incredible. This I have never seen before. That you're so confident and you're having so much fun that you're spending your time on stage where people have waited in line for hours and hours and hours. Right. You're spending your time on stage... Hanging out with the folks like Mystery Science Theater, playing your <laughs> opponent on TV and laughing about it, and they're having a blast. At a stutter. That's Trump laughing. This is happening. Well, Trump is on the road. They're bringing these big video screens, and they're doing this. This he has invented this thing. They're having these roasts of Joe Biden. <laughs> they're having so much fun. I believe they're making fun of a stutter. Well, right, and there, and you, it, it cannot, it cannot be good for morale. And you know, Twitter is filled with these Joe Biden things. And that's why Special Operations Commander Stanley, General Stanley McChrystal. We get you, Stanley. Stanley McGeneral. You know, we know who you mean. Right. And meanwhile, Team Team uh, Kamala over there is um, seemingly not understanding her particular role. I was there. I stood up and I was counted. Without further delay, I am so honored to introduce the next president of the United States, Senator Kamala Harris. Sounds like a seventh grade dance when they first start the music. 
and the kids are still filing in, and most of the lights are still on. You know, nobody's. There's nothing happening there. Next president of the United States, right. honey. Kamala doesn't exactly knock that down, which is very interesting. Uh, and you know, even in the even the, it's so interesting. Even and the media is helping too. Everybody on the left is doing everything wrong, and the media is helping too. Because now, finally, at the last minute, after making a a um, a spectacle of not covering the Hunter Biden stuff, which I don't think is devastating for Joe Biden, it's you know it's normal, you know, it's normal uh, greasing the palms of an influence, and it's you know the normal you know, low grade corruption. I think that all these <laughs> that all these people do. But now finally they are covering it. At issue, was Hunter Biden profiting off his dad's work as vice president, and did Joe Biden allow it? We're talking about millions of dollars in at least two countries. Mr. Vice President, Tom Yamas with ABC News. How you doing? Got a quick question for you. It's a question we tried to ask repeatedly. Can, can, can we ask you about Ukraine and China? But kept getting blocked. Questions about foreign deals his son Hunter Biden pursued. My father, Joe Biden. In countries where Joe Biden was working as America's top diplomat. In 2014, Ukrainians, sick of corruption, revolted. Vice President Joe Biden went to Kiev to help the new government. You have to fight the cancer of corruption. But then something strange happened. Just three weeks later, a Ukrainian natural gas company, Burisma, accused of corruption. We need to get that music. I love that music. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Appoints Hunter Biden, seen here in their promotional videos, to their board of directors, paying his firm more than a million. This is ABC. This is ABC. I know it's two days till the election, but ABC. Million dollars a year. Hunter, a lawyer who had just been discharged from the Navy Reserves for testing positive for cocaine. Mr. Hunter Biden. He had served on other boards, but had no known experience in Ukraine or natural gas. We went to Kiev and found even among Joe Biden supporters in Ukraine, Hunter's hiring was troubling. How do you judge what Hunter Biden was doing? I think that Hunter Biden did a very bad thing, and he was very wrong. He allowed his name to be abused Ooh. well 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 isn't that interesting isn't that interesting i mean so so of our three branches um the- my buddy ilhan omar who also smiles a lot which i like the the judiciary or the supreme court has one of the lowest approval ratings with um the the united states electorate um, that is not, by the way, the case. Um, the Supreme Court, out of the three branches of government, has the highest approval rating with the electorate. She's off a little bit on that, then. Yeah, it's approximately like 60-something percent for the Supreme Court. Congress is in the teens, by the way. Right. And I think it's like a 10 percent approval rating. Um, and I wonder um, what this process does to um, a system that we need to function and to have legitimacy um, that is now going to have someone be part of it who's not seen as a legitimate appointee 
Um, certainly with the way that the process went with, with, you know, the vote being so partisan, um, what, what does it mean uh, for, you know, the, the future history of the court? The vote is partisan now in all of these things. Yeah. I mean, so, and by the way, uh, confirming Amy Coney Barrett had like a 51% approval from the American people. So that's not, that's also not true. This person is seen as being legitimate. She's on the court now. Uh, people wanted her confirmed. Sorry that it was partisan. That's not, that's not the Republicans' fault that it was partisan. The Democrats are the ones who, they could have made it bipartisan if they voted for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't get the complaint, but it's, but this, I find this so dangerous, the desire to undermine the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. Um, and this is a some kind of town hall that she's having, a virtual town hall with Maisie Hirono on this. Um, that's where this audio comes from. But um, it's dangerous. And she's not that smart. That was like the you thing that what? jumped out at me about the video is I haven't heard her talk that much in a row, but she just... Just the sort of like slow searching for words and like the kind of valley girl don't woman explain thing to her, her voice like so what does it do to this institution that we need for legitimacy wow, this and woman like so like that's it. that was my takeaway is she's just not that knowledgeable and this sounds more to me Alice like more white supremacy uh-huh. Donald Trump is a white supremacist full stop if you vote for him again you're a white supremacist. You guys are white supremacists? So the first half of that was a very white family <laughs> lip syncing to a song called Donald Trump is a white supremacist <laughs> right at the camera. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Full stop. If you vote for him again, you're a white supremacist. So in the, the mother and the daughter and the, son, and the father are right in your face. Full stop. White supremacist. If you vote for him, you're, <laughs> it's so, oh God, it's so ugh, disgusting. And then the, the, the rest of the TikTok is this family who are, are they Hispanic or black or yeah, something. whatever. They're not white supremacists. Right. They, and they're making a joke saying, are we white supremacists? <laughs> you guys are white supremacists? <laughs> so there are these kind of white supremacists, some of these uh, supposed white supremacists who are black, Hispanic, and, um, and uh, Vietnamese, Asian, exactly. Of all different, um, all different races, and uh, and it, some of them are very talented. By the way, this mm-hmm. song is my wife has been singing this song uh, for the past two days. Oh my God, I will vote. I will vote for Donald Trump. Oh my God, I, I will vote. Look at Alice. This is a Cuban group, by the way. My God, I will vote. Tres de la Habana. For Donald Trump. They moved here in 2007. Is this song good? It's awesome. This song is great. 
It's great. I love that song. I'm sorry. That's on about YouTube, that. and uh, you can oh, also we'll you that. have it in Spanish as well. We'll link um, that in the show notes. Can you send me the link so I can put it in the show notes? Yes, I'll send you, you know the what link. Else? I, a- uh, you know what? I nominate you to be Miss Show Note today. Okay, Let's that's Los Tres de la Habana. They have that song in English and in Spanish. The Trump campaign has now used it in Spanish language commercials. By the way, this is playing at rallies and stuff, and these a lot of these folks uh, perform at uh, Trump rallies in Florida. Supposedly the melody is from another song already, but it's a great melody. It's um, Cuba Soy Yo, I guess. I'm sorry, I'm not. I took French, not Spanish in school, so I'm going to be terrible at this. But um, yeah, it's from another song, and um, and so they just. Because they're Trump supporters and they're a live music band in the Miami area and they were at some live event for people and they knew the people were Trump supporters. So they kind of made this up off the cuff saying, you know, instead of, you know, saying I'm Cuba, they saying like, I'll vote for Donald Trump. And the crowd loved it and went crazy. And so then they like really recorded it and they did an English version and Trump loved it. So he's been tweeting it and putting it in ads and they're going to his rallies and showing up like... It's there. It's party time with the Trump campaign. They're all about this. They're having a great time. The Hispanic community in Florida is loving him. He's probably going to do better with Hispanics in Florida than any Republican ever, which is just wild. Isn't that? But you know what? They did the outreach. The the campaign did the outreach and the black community campaign did the outreach. They showed up. Uh, and you know you can say I know everybody wants to hate Jared Kushner and and is trying to make right. him into some kind of racist. That guy has done one hell of a job. Oh, this is by the way the Vietnamese version. It's not a version. This is a different song. The Vietnamese version of a pro-Trump ballad. Already, I like it. <laughs> And this, I'm sorry, isn't this, I can't... Isn't the accordion like a Polish... Isn't it, what's <laughs> I don't going know, on I was going to say with the accordion, it's reminding me of Serbian music, but um, this, I'm sorry, everybody, but I have no idea what the words mean at all. There's no English version. I can find no translation of it anywhere. So, you know, any oh, of our Vietnamese why, listeners may have to fill us in. You know why it's Western, then? Why? Due to... Um, Colonialism? Yes, colonialism. That's right. So I hope you're happy with the hearing hate. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I could only listen to this genre for music for the rest of my life and be happy. Don't you know, Vietnamese? Uh, you're told by 50 Cent's ex-girlfriend. What's your name again? Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler says you can't vote for him because you're Vietnamese. And you can't vote for him because you're Spanish. What a nice song. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, Jesus. Um, I think especially uh, Cuban Americans and Vietnamese Americans have a uh, tense relationship with socialism. And, For uh, some reason, they don't, they some, don't understand what BU grads know, you know, about all the fruits of freedoms that are involved in socialism. Right. So so I think that plays into some of his popularity in those particular immigrant communities. Uh, 
the fact that they've escaped the uh, <laughs> the yeah, well, horrors of right. Well, you know what I call those escapees? U- um, ugly folks, else. Oh, this isn't a political statement like those ugly folks over there beeping a horn. <laughs> Jeez. This is a patriotic duty, for God's sake. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, if you like, um, there's also somewhere, there's so much sound today. This is what happens when we don't do a show. There's also audio here somewhere of Biden um, threatening to to hit Trump as well. So <laughs> He said that before. Yeah, so that's on, that's on the link that says Joe Biden fantasizes about physically assaulting Trump there. That video is in there if you look. Uh, let me go. All right, Alice. We got to. Should we call it a night here, guys? All right. This is one day. If it's you're listening Sunday, you're listening now. It's well. This is Sunday night, so um, it's essentially it. One day away is the end of election day or the end of the voting, and uh, and we'll see what happens. So we'll be on tomorrow, which is Monday, and we will do something Monday, and. So Monday for Tuesday, I'm just trying to think of the newspaper now. It'll be pretty much normal. And then Tuesday for Wednesday, very interesting thing for a newspaper now. So for Tuesday for Wednesday, I'm handling the op-ed section, the editorial section of the paper. So we'll have an editorial Mm -hmm. for Election Day, lands on Election Day. And those will have to be written hours before the voting ends. And the the op-eds that we run will be, be written hours before. So, and then who's going to make the call? Like, who, when, who gets to decide? Are you going to have to write, like, a Biden wins, a Trump wins, and a, we still don't know, we're still counting votes? For my paper, it's, it's, for my paper, it's the election's in progress. Or turnout was high. So, my, so, so I'm talking about the opinion side will have to be something evergreen. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the opinion side for the day after the election, Mm -hmm. for our, for our smaller papers, could be right. deep sea fishing. It doesn't. There's no. The the deadlines are too early. <laughs> right. Or it could be about the spirit of election in our democracy, whatever. And this is what mm-hmm. you know. People in media have to deal with. Print media certainly. Right. Uh, you know, online we can we can update mm-hmm. it as we go. But um, but you know, and, and I'm dealing with syndicators as well, mm-hmm. saying, "What do you have for uh, the day after the election?" And they're all. I talked to one of them today, and the, the guy I talked to was like, uh, "I we don't know. You know, maybe t- like the." The resurgence of the egret population. And, <laughs> and I'm like, sounds good. Well, that's like when the Boston Globe famously made the wrong call with the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Right. I was there or, for that. And I saw those cases. of Was those. that in Atlanta or just against Atlanta? That was against Atlanta. Okay. I was in Houston. But I was okay. I was there for that. And I saw those cases of of those papers. And those were actually, the Globe got a, it was a nice hit on the Globe. But those were pre-printed for both teams. But they had started handing them out. The Atlanta, the Falcons ones. Those are like a one section, a special mm-hmm. section that was advertised was sold in, sold, sold right. into, and so they were handing them out, uh, you know, to people outside of the stadium yeah. immediately. And you know, that's a good and sound way to do it with the score up that way. Yeah, twenty four points and um, a half, or whatever. unless yeah, oops, yes, unless <laughs> they come back, which is really where Trump is right now. You know, so, right? Um, and we'll see what happens with that stuff. So, but so it's interesting. So what we'll have to do for in print for wire stories, most of the papers in the country will you'll most of the on Wednesday morning, most of the papers in the country, unless mm-hmm. this thing is called really early, many of the smaller papers in the country will 
talk about turnout and whatever the AP and wire people could figure out earlier in the day. Right. And the AP knows that. And the New York Times knows that these smaller papers So need don't stuff. look to your physical paper if you want to know the election results. Look to first my thing physical the- paper always. <laughs> first sun. thing in the morning. Is that what you're telling Little us? Little on the Fitchburg Sentinel and Enterprise. And, uh, but as far as anything else, uh, you know, we'll yeah. see. We'll I think see. we're going to know on Tuesday, though. Mm-hmm. People keep saying this, that we're going to be counting votes for weeks and weeks. I, I, I don't think that that that's going to be. I think we'll know on Tuesday what who who the next president will be. I really do. <laughs> I think either it's gonna, either the polls are right and it's going to be a Biden blowout, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll know early because if Biden wins by five points in Pennsylvania and Ohio and Florida and Arizona, like I mean, they, that's done. But. Uh- Although I think polls in Florida close at seven thirty for most of the state, and I think that they've already counted absentee ballots. Oh, have they? Have they yeah. been counting them as they come in? Yes. See, I thought so. I know. So that I know could all be. So if Florida, then, if Florida goes to Trump early in the night, mm-hmm. then it's on. Well, right, but so one of a couple things is going to happen, but you know. It, Trump has more must wins than Biden does. Mm-hmm. You know, like Biden can lose Florida and still be okay. There, yes. there are spots where he can make those up. Trump has more limited paths mm-hmm. to victory, I would say. Um, you know, if if Trump loses Florida and Pennsylvania, you're starting to things are starting to look bleak. You know, but but you also know because you know like. If Trump loses Ohio and Iowa, like he's not going to win Pennsylvania, in my opinion. I don't know. I really think Trump has to win Florida, Arizona, um, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Iowa. Like to me, those are the Trump must wins. Those are the ones I'm going to look at. And Georgia, too. Like, I mean, Trump has to win Georgia. So then, like, you know, I don't think he really needs needs Wisconsin and Michigan, which is good because I I don't know that he'll win those again. Um, But, um. But I think he's got a good shot in North Carolina. He he needs something else besides those. So right. those all those are his must wins. And then he's got to pick up something else somewhere else along the line, whether it's in, somewhere in the upper Midwest or whether it's New Hampshire or whatever. So I made a map the other day where they both I wasn't even trying to do this, but they both ended up at 269. And I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> I take it back. All right. But so, I mean, here's the I would say that the key is this. If. Most of the texts going out between friends and families, in the first, in addition, the first words of people on the phone to each other are, "Are you f-ing kidding me?" Then that means you're going to have to bleep that. I know. know that means that Trump has done it again. Um, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Either way, it, don't sweat it. Either way, it's not the end of the world. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's, you know, if, if there's a case to be made, if you're a conservative, that Trump losing could be fantastic for the conservative movement. And, and regardless, if Trump does lose, we will have a hell of a lot of fun because it's going to go down immediately in the Republican Party. Liz Warren and the squad and everybody else is going to demand, demand a piece of the pie in the Biden administration. Liz Warren wants to be Treasury Secretary. She's saying it publicly. That's the news in Massachusetts right now. Is Liz Warren's angling to be made Secretary of Treasury? Are you kidding me? Keep me. If and if I were the Biden campaign, I would be running to the phone to call her to say, "Shut up! Yes, stop. That does not help us in America." Correct. 
All right. Hey, um, send us an email. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the great reviews and uh, five-star um, ratings. We appreciate that. I think that shows up somewhere. That's good. Right. Yeah. So, so Burn Barrel Podcast, gmail.com, at Burn Barrel on Twitter, facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. And um, you can follow me on Tom She's Alice Shattuck. Thanks so much, everybody. All right. One day left for all the action. See you later. USA, USA, make America great, great again. Donna Trump, Donna Trump, Donna Trump, Donna Trump. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad at Cap Fair. Donna Trump, Donna Trump. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.